Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the media group with srn news i'm bob agnew in washington president trump appeared at a campaign rally last night in ohio where he said that liberals are simply not standing up for american values you have left-wing haters and radicals trying to tear down our institutions disrespect our great american flag demean our law enforcement. Think of that. Our flag, our law enforcement, ICE. Denigrate your history and disparage our great country. And expecting a battle on an unprecedented scale over his next Supreme Court nominee, the president says Senate Democratic leader Charles Schumer has simply gone over the edge. I knew Schumer when he was like somebody you could talk to. But he's been brought so far left, he can't He's not even rational anymore. Schumer has vowed an all-out battle against Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation to the U.S. Supreme Court. This is SRN News. If you're paying too much for your health insurance, listen carefully. Due to recent changes in the law, you could be overpaying $500 or more per month on your health care. There are new, more affordable health care options with better coverage. These plans are exempt from the Affordable Care Act and now open to everyone. Health care options with better benefits, costing 30 to 60% less than Obamacare plans and giving you the freedom to see almost any doctor or hospital in the country. Forbes calls this the health care plan that is saving families $20,000 a year. And over 1 million Americans have already taken Taking advantage of this game-changing healthcare program. Call 800-239-7174 now to find out how much you'll save. Employers, you too can save 50% or more on group medical insurance with health sharing. Our licensed advisors can take away all the stress of finding the right plan for your needs and budget. Best of all, our service is free. This one call could be the best decision you make this year, so don't delay. Call now to see how much you can save. For your free quote, call 800-239-7174. That's 800-239-7174. 800-239-7174. Are you looking to change your cleaning service? Hi, this is Jessica Carter, and I'm the owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning offices, car dealerships, and small businesses. One of the main things that makes us different is the fact that we are small, family-owned, and that enables us to offer affordable pricing. The first thing that I will do is meet with you, do a walkthrough of your facility, go over in detail what exactly you'd like done, and I ensure that it gets done at every cleaning. We use a detailed checklist, and we pay close attention to detail, and you're going to see that after each cleaning. So here's a no-risk offer for you. Try us free for one week. We'll clean your business, and then we'll ask you if you can tell the difference between what we do and your current cleaning company. No obligation, risk-free. We're CTC Professionals. We would love to clean your business. So call me today at 651-404-0132. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Up next on the King Banyan Show, Dr. Banyan drinks coffee and describes the scene outside his office window. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. I'm here from downtown. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Oh, have I got your attention now? Good. Celebrate Earth Day every day. Oh. Celebrate Earth Day every day. <laughs> Celebrate land and sea. Celebrate you and me. Celebrate Earth Day every day. Yeah, much better. King Banyan Show, this is 1440. I hope the composer of the Earth Day song got paid in strong boulevards. How about that idea? He can burn them in a he can burn them in an eco-friendly fire. That's probably what they're going to be worth by the time he gets them. 
anyway, King Banyan Show, this is 1440. This is move-in weekend up here at St. Cloud State. Our students are are getting settled in. The new students came to campus on Thursday. Uh, we greet them uh, with, with a couple days of uh, activity. I got to meet our new students in our School of Public Affairs, where I serve as the dean. I They give me, it's a two-hour meeting. They give me like four minutes because nobody cares who I am. They they want to they want to find out who's going to be their professor they want to know about their major and and where all the good clubs are we try we try to tell them where the good restaurants are and 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 most importantly where the good coffee is okay i can tell you but it's a secret and i don't want all the students jamming that place so we're not going to let that out right here anyway uh it's it's classes start monday (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to believe that they're back so soon. I will say this: people always ask me, "Are you, are you, are you ready to go back?" I always am. I'm always ex- kind of excited about this. And even now, as uh, working as a dean, I don't teach uh, during during the school year. Uh, generally speaking, I still get that kind of anticipation for the first day of classes, and there's a little bit of nervousness. I remember. Remember a, a new faculty member once asking me, "Do you ever get over being nervous for the first day of class?" I said, "No." And when you are, you should quit. You ought to, you ought to have that in you. That, that you need to, you know, a little bit. At least for me, I need a little bit of that er- nervous energy to work for us. Anyway, we're we're talking. We've been talking about. We talked about in the last segment in the last hour. We talked about Venezuela. We talked about the growth of the U.S. economy. We took a little pause on China, which is in which is in the United States uh, this past week to negotiate uh, the, the. And I'm telling you, the 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 American negotiating strategy is it's pretty simple. It's yeah, we're both going to feel some pain, but it's going to hurt you more than it hurts us. So you should settle. This is if there's anything more quintessentially President Trump than that attitude. Yeah, it's going to hurt me too, but it's going to hurt you more. <laughs> it just never seen anything like it. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about wanted to talk about uh, some, the other things happening because we were talking it during the uh, at the end about whether or not there might be some softness in in this economy, which is going strong. And I I would I would urge you to realize. I, I, I follow uh, I follow the writings of uh, of uh, the investment strategist John Malton quite a bit, and he matches me in terms of the medium and the long term out, outlook. In the medium term, I'm, there'll be an, there'll be a recession. My guess is my guess is it will come maybe in a year or two, but you don't want to get too far out in front of that. In that recession, I I think will be bad. I I don't know what to say about whether or not it'll be worse than two thousand eight. Two thousand eight was really bad. Two thousand eight was as bad a recession as we had in seventy years. And I'd like to think we're going to go another seventy before we have another one like that. But there are people who are trying to predict that recession is coming just like now, just like it's right around the corner. And I'm not with them on that. And I'm also not with them on this idea that somehow the secular stagnation and that, that somehow we're all going to go into a deep, dark decline. When that recession happens, our our rise out of that will be even slower than our rise out of the 2008 Great Recession. I'm not with them on that. I am very optimistic that the technological changes we see in the world, by the time my grandson turns 18 will change this planet in ways that you and I you know, maybe you're better at imagining a distant future than I am I can't imagine what it's going to look like I see all kinds of reasons to be optimistic in the long run I recognize there's going to be a recession someplace in, is, is it going to be next year is it going to be two years from now is it going to be three years from now my answer to them is yes. It could be any of those. 
What I don't believe right now is a lot of people are saying it's happening, it's right now. So happening right now. So I was getting lots of questions and seeing lots of commentary on Twitter about about the inverted yield curve. And so I went on to, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but listening to me here on the show here, but I often go to Google Trends to try to figure out what are the stories that people are talking about. I'll hear about an idea. I'll think about something. I'll say, I wonder if people are talking about this or if it's just me. And so I'll go to Google Trends and I'll type in the thing I'm thinking about and see where where's where's it happening if i see a spike in the most recent past it means someone was talking about that a lot not terribly long ago and i should figure out what happened so let me explain to you what a yield curve is and then the idea that one inverts and 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 so on because the trigger for this event for for this conversation came in the in the minutes from the FOMC meeting from the from the January uh, excuse me July 31st in August 1st so minutes come out 3 weeks after a meeting and when the minutes came out what did they say they said they included uh, comments about the about the trade war and the disruption of the trade war okay we we got that we we understand that on the yield curve they write this was in the minutes of the meeting. Participants also discussed the possible implications of a flattening, a flattening in the term structure of market interest rates. Okay, don't worry. I'll explain that to you. Several participants cited statistical evidence for the United States that inversions of the yield curve have often preceded recessions. They suggested that policymakers should pay close attention to the slope of the yield curve in assessing the economic and policy outlook. Other participants emphasized that inferring economic causality from statistical correlations was not appropriate. A number of global factors were seen as contributing to downward pressures on term premiums, including central central bank asset purchase programs and the strong worldwide demand for safe assets. In such an environment, an inversion of the yield curve might not have the the significance that the historical record would suggest. The signal to be taken from the yield curve needed to be considered... Uh, needed to be considered in the context of other economic and financial indicators. Okay, that's a long read. What are they saying? What he is saying to you is that the yield curve is the yield curve. So first of all, what's the yield curve? The yield curve is the is the is a graph that you could draw for government securities of different maturities. All right. So what's so if you think about think about the maturity of a government bond at different points of time, what's the rate on a two-year bond? Right now it runs at about 2.5%. What's the rate on a 10-year bond? Right now that rate's running at about, at about 2.9%. We measure the difference and we call that the yield spread. It's the additional premium you've got to pay somebody to buy a 10-year bond versus a 2-year bond. Why would you have to pay somebody a premium? Because the risk involved in holding a 10-year bond is greater. The price fluctuations that happen, if you have a 10-year bond and you need and and interest rates are fluctuating, your pr- the price of your bond if you went to sell it in the marketplace would be fluctuating a lot. If you have a 2-year bond, your fluctuations are less. I'm not going to explain to you why I, I can get, I can do finance theory for you, but they'll just we'll just leave it there. They fluctuate more, and so because they fluctuate more, investors want to be compensated for the fact that when they need to sell their ten-year bond, they might just be in that one spot where that rates that rate is where where the price for that bond is low, and so they ask for a little bit extra. So the normal slope of the yield curve is upward. Longer-term bonds pay more than shorter-term bonds in terms of the interest rate. A flattening of the yield curve means that there isn't much difference in the rate between the short-term and the long-term. 
So now you know what a yield curve is, and when we say it's flattening, it means the two-year and the 10-year rate, or the three-month and the 10-year rate, are getting to be about equal. Why would that signal a recession? I'll answer that question for you right after this. Isn't this a cliffhanger? King Banyan Show, Business 1440. into Investing for Success with Mark Pearson every day for your dose of dollars and cents. Our daily segment takes a candid look at what makes no sense, what's a bunch of nonsense, and how to use a little common sense when it comes to investing in financial matters. From investments to insurance, college payments to major purchases, dollars and cents digs into the no sense, the nonsense, and the common sense so you can make better sense of it all. Get some straight talk with Dollars and Cents with Mark Pearson every day on Investing for Success from 4 to 5 p.m. on Business 1440, the Wall Street Business Network. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. I don't have one thing in my life that I can boast about. Every single thing that is good is a direct result of Christ's salvation in my life. Matthew uh, is one that you might be talking to if you call our number. He's my son-in-law. We've established a great relationship over the past few years, and we pray that that might continue as he serves in the capacity of, of running the office. Well, when someone calls, usually I just try to see what their needs are, and whether it's estimating for gutters or a roof or a repair if the roof is leaking. My focus is just always on trying to honor God in how I interact with people. You know, I just try not to add anything or subtract anything from what the Lord would have us do. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Let's face it, life can get busy. Between work, trips to the cabin on the weekends, keeping your eye on the markets, with everything going on, convenience usually comes at a premium. But Business 1440 is here to make things a bit easier. With the iHeartRadio app, you can stream your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it's free. Download iHeartRadio from the App Store or listen online at iHeartRadio.com and stay connected with your best financial partner wherever you go. Business 1440. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Yeah. I'll just play this for another 10, 15 seconds. From the things that used to excite her. When you kiss her, do she act like you're trying to bite her? Three. She never seemed pleased at nothing you try to do. Let's hear four. All right. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Play much more of that. I guess we'll have to pay the royalties. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the show where we just did a little lesson on the yield curve. That's part of my uh, money and banking course lesson right there. What is the yield curve? And, and, and 
and that's fine. But it was interesting because it's in the minutes of the last FOMC meeting from the from the first uh, of August, and along and and then late this past week we got a quote from uh, 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 from Atlanta Federal Reserve President Rafael Bostic, who apparently had to be in the group that said, "Hey, hey." You gotta pay attention to that yield curve. On in Bloomberg, in an article on Bloomberg, he and I believe this was he was on their program. He says, "I pledge to you, I will not vote for anything that will knowingly invert the curve, and I hope that as we move forward, I won't be faced with that. The market is going to do what the market does, and we have to pay attention and react." Well, okay, first of all, there's two things to this that I think you you need to understand so that when you hear people talking about the yield curve and saying, well, yield curve is signaling a recession, they should understand what happens. The yield curve can happen in one of, can, can invert, meaning that the 10-year bond is paying a lower interest rate than a short-term bond, a two-year bond, or a 90-day T-bill, or something like that. There are two ways that could happen, right? One of them is the short-term rate can go up rather rapidly and go past that, 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 that long rate that's sitting out there. That is indeed a way in which it can happen, and that frequently happens, not always, I'm just going to, and, and, and this is going to get to the second point I'm going to make in a couple minutes here. That frequently happens when the Federal Reserve pushes interest rates up rapidly because it's trying to choke off inflation. Right? The Federal Reserve hasn't said that. The Federal Reserve has said, we're going to move interest rates up. They're on a path. They're going to do two more this year. They're going to probably do three or four next year. And they might even go ahead and and when they're done with all that, the Fed funds rate will be at three between three and three and a quarter percent. They've been rather clear that that's where they're going. If that's true, if they're doing that, normally what that means is is the Federal Reserve is telling the marketplace as it raises interest rates, we see inflation begin to move back into a normal range. And that means, and and we're going to try to keep it there for the long term. If that's true, then eventually the long-run interest rate, that 10-year bond rate, has to move with it, and you won't get an inversion of that yield curve. So short rates, the short rate, a short bond pays a higher interest rate than a long bond. That's probably not good. That's probably not going to happen. Now, what the other people at the Fed were saying. Okay. In contrast to what to what uh, President Bostic said, is well, you know, there's another way in which you can get an inverted yield curve. It is that there can be a lot of central banks out there that are buying long-term U.S. Treasuries to hold in their portfolio. You still have varieties of QE in places like Europe and Japan. They're buying the Bank of Japan is buying assets willy-nilly it seems and they'll buy just and they'll buy US securities along with with Japanese equities and European bonds they're buying all of it to expand their their portfolio because they they want to keep growing it their their bank balance sheet is rising though the one in the United States and and indeed beginning to shrink in the Bank of England those places are indeed falling But here's the other point to make about this. We have always tried to talk about why it is that this relationship happens. And this is, this is where, where I really think the, the value of the King Banging Show to business, on Business 1440 to you comes in this. Okay? I'm now going to give you what I tell my students, and I think, I think this is kind of a fundamental point for you to understand. When those people who reacted in the in the minutes that reflected in the minutes of the FOMC, 
when they reacted as they did, let me find that quote again. Inferring economic causality from statistical correlations was not appropriate. I mean, my first reaction when I read this, and I think I put this up at Twitter, you can find us always on Twitter at pound KBRS. You can go back and find what I said. I said, my goodness, it seems that sounds like the usual economics seminar, economics department seminar in universities around the country. You'll get people arguing, well, that, yeah, you got a correlation there. But that old phrase, correlation is not causation. Just because two things move together doesn't mean one of them causes the other. It's not the case that, that an inver- the inversion of the yield curve might happen at the same time that recessions happen. But that doesn't mean inverting the yield curve causes a recession. It, it could, if the Federal Reserve just say tomorrow, not even waiting for an FOMC meeting, if they just went out and said, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to raise, we're going to raise the interest rate 100 basis points and completely shock the market. That complete shock potentially could set off a recession. It could do that. There's, that's why the Federal Reserve doesn't do that. That's why the Federal Reserve usually moves only on dates that people can anticipate and why they signal so much in advance. They don't like... They, they can take people by surprise and they can have a real impact, but that impact is something they maybe don't want to have happen. I mean, my goodness, you've got President Trump out there telling people, hey, telling people, hey, Powell's raising rates and I don't like it. Okay, how would he feel if Powell said, oh, yeah? Tell you what, I'm going to call my buddies on FOMC. We're going to raise the rate 100 basis points tomorrow. Just because we can. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, in, in the infamous phrase, phrases used by many of the young people, Twitter would break. Okay. <laughs> the, the meltdown among financial Twitter would just, finance Twitter would just, it, 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 people, would, people would lose their minds. So they don't do that. But here's, again, here's that point. Correlation is not causation. The reason, just because recessions tend to happen after the, 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 the yield curve inverts does not mean that inversion of the yield curve causes recessions. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. Exactly. God bless you, Janet. That's exactly right. Correlation is not causation, and and <laughs> she's not on the committee anymore. But someone must have remembered that and played that recording for the rest of FOMC back on the first of August. We don't have it. I mean, I'm just going to read to you this. This is from um, a, a piece from the St. Louis Federal Reserve back in 2009. Uh, written by a couple of their economists. I'm just going to read read part of the paragraph. This is a this is sort of a research piece, but I, this this is how we'll this is says all you need to know. Although many empirical studies find that the term spread, the yield spread, predicts future economic activity, there is no universally agreed upon theory as to why a relationship between the term spread and economic activity should exist. To a large extent, the usefulness of the spread for forecasting economic activity remains a, quote, stylized fact in search of a theory. Okay, that's from a, that's from a paper that, that I'll make sure you can go read the whole paper if you want. If you want to read the gory details of how we do economic research, yeah, you can read this. But that's the point is, there is no theory that says this should be true. And without that theory... All we have is this correlation, and play it again. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. That. Okay. Listen to Janet. Janet is right. Right on. Correlation is not causation. And there's no reason. Um, it's not that you shouldn't fear it. What? Do, okay. I'm not saying don't fear the, the inverted yield curve. 
your 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 spidey senses should should tingle when it happens but w- when it does happen be thoughtful try to understand why did it invert if it inverted because of fed policy okay maybe you have a reason to now to be concerned but if it's inverted because of things happening from from purchases of bonds from overseas i would say don't treat it as being a recession signal and continue to be to be invested in ways that would that would favor a continuation of this now record expansion we'll be back after this you are listening to the king banyan show on business 1440 someone keep calling and they keep hanging up she says you're going bowling and a girlfriend picks her up tell me about seven she come home with the clothes all out of place what about it always guilt behind that smiling face sometimes it's hard to believe what you might have to receive tell me can you read National Real Estate Insurance Group is the industry leader in providing coverage customized for investors. We insure occupied, vacant, and renovation properties across all 50 states, can combine all properties on one schedule, and offer convenient pay-as-you-go monthly billing. Visit NREIG.com today for your free custom proposal. That's National Real Estate Insurance Group at NREIG.com or call 888-741-8454, 888-741-8454. Are you looking for that next extraordinary experience? Learn how to dance with this exclusive half-price offer from Business 1440 and American Classic Ballroom. You and a partner get 20 lessons for just $8.50. That's half price. American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style. You will have the time of your life as you learn. 20 dance lessons for just $8.50 from Business 1440 and American Classic Ballroom. Call Business 1440 today at 651-405-8800. New customers only. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. Well, here we are again, and i got to tell you, Jim, this match has me really concerned. Here we have a powerful heavyweight, a train, weighing in at 6,000 tons. And this hasty, lightweight challenger, a car, at just one and a half tons? This does not bode well for the car, or the people in it. It's no contest. Every day, people are injured or killed trying to beat a train at rail crossings. See tracks, think train. Chet's Shoes is proud to have served the railroad industry for many years. We greatly respect those who work on and around the tracks daily. Did you know the average freight train traveling 55 miles an hour takes a mile or more to stop? That's the size of 18 football fields. If the engineer can see you, it's too late to stop the train. Chet's Shoes is proud to partner with Operation Lifesaver. It reminds you to play it safe stay away from the tracks. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Visit Chet'sShoes.com. You know, one of these days, we're going to do a whole show with nothing but bass and Farfisa intros. Yeah. Yeah, when I played that for them the first... Never mind, that's that's Hugh Hewitt's gig, not mine. 
Oh, that'll be fun. Anyway, King Bang Show. This is fourteen forty. Good to good to talk to you. Uh, this weekend, of course, uh, the the dignitaries are at uh, from the Federal Reserve are at Jackson Hole. Will they be talking about the yield curve? I don't know. I'm telling you, I did this research. I told you I did this research uh, uh, at uh, looking at Google Trends and trying to figure out why are we all talking about the yield curve all of a sudden? Where the heck did that come from? And so I did my research using Google Trends, and sure enough, I found it. June 25, 2018, so a Monday morning New York Times article. What's the yield curve? A powerful signal of recessions has Wall Street's attention. And and I I'm telling you I I read this piece it does the tutorial about what's a yield curve, and 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 John and quotes John Williams, president of the New York Fed, saying it's a powerful signal of recessions. Signals are not causes, right? So, um, according to research from the San Francisco Fed, every recession of the past sixty years has been preceded by an inverted yield curve. To which I said, yeah, and there are two or three other times the yield curve inverted and we didn't get a recession. So you can you can pretty well, you can pre- even including in 1994, and the distance between the inversion and the start of the recession is somewhere quite variable between 12 and 20 months. So, you know, who knows? Uh, it, you know, and so they went around and found people, found people to say, yep, it's a, it's a very good signal of the directionality of the economy and so forth. I don't know if they're going to, I don't know, but it appears they're not going to say that at Jackson Hole. So the Federal Reserve gathers up at Jackson Hole. I expect this will be the first year that, um, that, uh, Chairman Jay Powell, will be the chair visiting. He will be speaking at the event. Um, Jackson Hole, of course, is in Wyoming. It's in the, uh, it's in the uh, Grand Tetons National Park. In, and, um, and so they're there. They're in a public park. And, and they opened up, uh, they opened up the Thursday night. They're, they went on all day yesterday. They're going on all day today. What are they going to talk about? This year's symposium will explore dynamics that have contributed to shifts in productivity, growth, and inflation that are of concern to central bankers. Within product markets, there has been a notable increase in economic activity associated with large multinational corporations along with increased market concentration in many industries. Now, you might wonder to yourself, gee, self, why is the Fed talking about this stuff? This doesn't sound like monetary policy to me. Well, roll down and they say, the mark, okay, disentangling the analysis of changes in banking markets, right, specifically to banking markets and bank regulation across countries before and after the financial crisis can provide valuable insights for regulatory policymakers and central bankers. Well, why, okay, that's good. And they, what they're basically saying is, man, you know what? That relationship between unemployment and inflation isn't working like it used to, and we probably should think about that some more. I referred to this when I read the press release last week. I said, you know what? They're bound and determined to find themselves a Phillips curve in there somewhere. And so they're going through this whole process of trying to explain what's happening in in markets and understand things so they can figure out how the when they talk about inflation dynamics i think they're really talking about why is it that we're getting a low unemployment rate and haven't seen the rise in inflation that our phillips curve model told us we'd get what the heck is happening there is it a bunch of special factors it actually probably it actually probably isn't okay so so the thing to look for today on 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 Saturday is that that president uh, is that uh, Chair P- uh, Powell will give a talk and it will be his opportunity to say what he needs to say about about where he might be seeing trouble out there. Is he concerned about 
Is he concerned about a recession ahead? I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you in on it now, even though I don't know a single thing of what he said. No, they are not going to use the Jackson Hole speech to wildly change away from the path of interest rates that they've said. They are out there. They are out there, and and, and they are out there to have themselves a think to hang out in a gorgeous national park. If you've never been there, you absolutely should take yourself there uh, and read about and think about uh, about broad themes of the economy. But it's just a chance for them to get together. And people say, why do they keep it secret? They keep it secret because they keep it kind of secretive because if you know what they're going to talk about in advance, you might trade on that information. So they're not going to have that happen. So they're they're hanging out in Jackson Hole, all the all the central bankers here, and it's not just the United States. They invite central bankers from other countries to be part of a panel. It'll run through the end of the day today, Saturday, and then and the, and then they'll be on planes coming back on Sunday, and everybody's back to work on Monday. Well, no, they're probably not back to work for the following week because heck, the you know the Labor Day is coming, and so they're probably not going to they're probably not going to do that. You know, I wanted to talk about one more topic, and I'll just set this up for you. I had the real pleasure of uh, visiting with uh, Lee Michaels on uh, 980 The Mission uh, last week because we were reacting to a, p- a piece basically talking about about. You know, is socialism rising again? And I wanted to sort of emphasize a couple points I made with him on that that I think I think you should know too. In case you don't listen to Lee's show four to six uh, weekdays on on the mission, if you don't listen to it, you really should. It's good stuff, as he points out. He's the only Lee Michaels available to do the Lee Michaels show, so thank God they hired him. And. <laughs> I feel the same way. And guess what? There are fewer King Banyans than there are Lee Michaels's. I wanted to make, make first of all, this point. I always, I, I, I teach a course called Comparative Economic Systems. If you read, if, if you read the, the course description in the catalog or the bullet, the old bulletin, we no longer print bulletins, they're all online. But in the old days, you used to get a thick book that had a list of every course you could take at the university. If you went to that course that said comparative economic systems, it started with the words capitalism, socialism, and other modes of production. One of the things that I got done when I was a department chair, over the objection of the guy that taught it, I got those words out. I don't like the word capitalism. Where did the word capitalism first rear its head? It was the title of a book written by Karl Marx. And so as I pointed out to Lee, why would we let Karl Marx name that name the system of system that we think has really improved the world? My argument for capitalism isn't that isn't its inherent goodness, although I think it has inherent goodness. But when I talk to people about capitalism, the first thing when I talk to them about it, first of all, I say, "Don't call it capitalism." Capital. What we're talking about is having prices prices determined as the result of market activity, as the result of people trading, and in that system. Prices are, in fact, not a feature. They are a byproduct of the act of trading. If, you, if you've if you caught, you know, two rabbits and, and skinned them and you have two pelts and I've caught a deer and I trade and, and I... I pelt it and I have its I have its skin and you and I make a trade of the two of the two pelts of two rabbit pelts for the one the one deer pelt then we would say that two rabbits trade for one deer that would be a price we didn't we didn't there's no price written down on the on the item per se it's just the result of human action the alternative is government and that's the alternative that in fact is socialism
So call them that. Who determines prices? Government or markets? We'll have a few more thoughts about this after after these messages. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're for imprint promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. I recently received an email from a thoughtful listener who challenged my commitment to faith and God. You're a smart person, she wrote, who emphasizes evidence and logic. How then can you give such importance in your life to something illogical for which there is no evidence? My answer described my experience getting involved in traditional observance of my Jewish faith when I was in my early 20s. When I began praying every day and then observing the Sabbath, my life dramatically improved. That's the best evidence available and has been demonstrated also by most of the committed Christians that I know who can also testify to the way faith enriches and improves their lives. As C.S. Lewis famously observed, I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God. It changes me. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. Yep, this is the music that tells you summer's probably winding up pretty soon, so get your last beach time in. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Maybe maybe John thinks that I'm just a little uh, wound up about this particular topic. Because I am. <laughs> I, teach, I can teach comparative systems. Because I want an opportunity to talk about these issues. Okay? And, and, and so, what I didn't have a chance to talk to uh, uh, my good friend Lee Michaels about in the show was, was, what's the real problem with having government set prices? We kind of got to it a little bit. But I'm not sure I was able to get enough time. And so, because, doggone it, I have my own radio program. I can... I can do this myself, right? I can tell you. I can tell you what's happening. So, I wanted to I wanted to give you this this thought. Have you ever wondered wondered about uh, 
something called input-output analysis? Probably not. You're probably a normal person. I'm not. Input-output analysis was something I had to study when I was in graduate school. The whole purpose of input-output analysis was to try to figure out mathematical means for calculating how much in how much of each input one needed to produce a variety of outputs and so we would learn things like linear programming which is which is a sort of a branch that comes out out of uh, out of uh, algebra so in, and people particularly people in the soviet union believed that they could use math to solve the problems of figuring out how much to produce, who produces, and how to get it to markets, that they were going to solve the logistics and the global supply chains that we solve now by having markets figure out whether or not goods were going to flow back and forth from China or from Vietnam or from Canada or wherever. So they wanted to figure this out. Many, many years ago, an economist by the name of Ludwig von Mises Right? And you listen to that name and you're like, oh, he must be German or Austrian or something. Yeah, he's Austrian. He's Viennese. But what Mises said was that, that, that this problem for socialist countries, if you want to have government plan, then government has to do this massive calculation. Because you've got thousands of inputs and millions of outputs in a modern economy. So the size of the computer you need and the determination of what is the input required to produce this particular output and what is the input required to produce this this other one and so forth. The size of the computer you would need, he theorized, this of course back in the 1920s, is so large that no one could ever do it. And so one of the things that a that a market society does, as we were talking in the previous segment, is a byproduct of people's natural instinct to truck barter and exchanges. They set a rate, the truck barter exchange piece being Adam Smith, is they set a rate at which they trade with each other. When I decide to exchange the two, the two rabbits for the one deer, we've set a price, an exchange price. Now, in a modern economy, if we had to have millions of per, if we had millions of goods and we had to trade them directly one for the other, okay, you'd have to remember a million times a million prices. That would be like nearly impossible. And we've got more than a million goods. I mean, go to your average Walmart and find out how many SKUs there are. Okay, how many how many unique barcodes do they have to deter to see what goods are, are for sale in the Walmart? It's huge. And each one of those gets there almost as if it doesn't take without someone giving directions. And that's the logic of why a market system works better is that the market creates those 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 trade weights as a natural byproduct of people wanting to exchange with each other. Now, at some point, we invent money, which has this wonderful quality of being able to, because everybody wants money, unless you're in Venezuela, as we talked about, because everybody wants money, we don't need to keep a bunch of prices to know how much... Uh, a deer pelt trades for rabbit or squirrel or bear or or whatever other animal. No, you don't have to remember that. All you have to remember is what does it cost in terms of money. You only have to remember one price, not a million prices. That's awesome. That that really increases our efficiency. That's what the Venezuelans are now losing. But it's the natural course of socialism. The only way the socialist calculation is made Mises and others theorized was they figure out the prices by looking into the West where they're using a market economy and use those as guides. How else would they know what to charge for, for a Soviet car 
if they didn't look to see what, you know, what are they getting a f- getting for a Ford? Those are, those types of calculations, those types of changes, are are vital to the understanding of why socialism hasn't worked. It's because it's because there's too much information to process. If you have to be the one that does all the processing, if you centralize the processing. The market describes a distributed system that processes information. This is what Hayek said. It, a distributed system that processes information as minuscule as John telling me what the price of gas is at the station across the street, and I can compare it and wonder, should it be 10 cents, you know, that when mine is 10 cents more, why is it 10 cents more? Should I drive down there and get my gas down at the mothership? No, the answer is no, it's too long, and my gas tank isn't that large. But if you were driving a truck and you had a 100-gallon, you had two 50-gallon tanks in there, you you might drive to save a dime. And that's all calculation that's being done by individuals. We each walk around with a little bit, and we each do a little bit of information processing when we trade in the marketplace. That's what socialism has never had and cannot have. It's illogical for them to do so. So if if the folks that say they would like socialism in the United States got their wish, the first thing they would have to do is to look up at Canada and find out what price they should set gasoline for today. Thank you very much, but I'm not interested in having to take cues from others for what we charge for the goods we buy and sell. And you may think that's a small thing, but if you th- if you do, take another look at Venezuela. Take another look at the Soviet Union, and you'll see it actually is a pretty big deal. One of Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, it's been a, it's been great to talk to you. Classes start <laughs> on Monday. It's a new year for them. It's a new year for us. And we'll talk to you next week on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Pat Boone, Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis. You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com. Here at the Kingdom Builders, relationships are more important than sales figures. We're not real interested in doing these commercials to pull you in with marketing. We're more interested in having an opportunity to reach out and establish a relationship with you. Matthew, my son-in-law, now works a lot in the office with me, and our goal is really to be great ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. We don't want to put our light under a bushel basket. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed talking with customers and seeing what their problems are and trying to fix those for them, trying to get peace of mind with the issues they're having with their home. We think the business part will come naturally if we have a good, solid relationship with you and establish a level of trust. We've just been immensely blessed with all the people that we've met in the past few years, and we look forward to growing our family of customers. We'd like the opportunity just to look at your roof, your gutters, whatever it might be, for a free and obviously no obligation estimate. Find us online at thekingdombuilders.net. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. Get some rear security. 
From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. This is Dave Ramsey of the Dave Ramsey Show, heard weekdays at 5 on Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley, a service.